and we are live hi guys welcome to another episode of the nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and um messi has just won his seventh ballon d'or title twitter is going wild ah, and two of my friends um they're actually roasting each other so much fun um another news um premier league matches um a sports game was postponed liverpool Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, they are at it. They are the top three teams. They are getting at it right now. And the fight is really on for the title. And I, and we'll, we'll do a quick delve into the we'll do a quick delve into the last weekend's game. And we'll talk about the Ballon d'Or winners. Um the the winner of um, the Yashin Award, who's um women's to be Donnarumma. Yeah, but let's get into this episode. Okay, welcome to the side of the show. Okay, um, if you're a Messi fan, if you're a Messi fan, good news, Messi has won the Ballon d'Or for the seventh time. Obviously, it's gonna be controversial. <laughs> it's going to be controversial whenever this list is out. And Ronaldo came, I think, seventh or sixth in the, in the list. So he finished actually top five for the first time ever in how many years in his career, right? He finished first time outside the top five i think no he was seven salah was sixth yeah so and then the yashin award the gold best goalkeeper award um was won by donnarumma he won the euros and then um, mendy didn't win it and there's a lot of controversy from Chelsea fans but with that let me just let's start with the Messi. now Messi has won the ballon d'or um yeah the, the debate is whether Lewandowski deserves it more than him or um that Messi didn't deserve the award and many reasons now Let's be real here. I'm not a fan of Messi. I'm not a fan of Ronaldo. I'm a fan of both of them. I love football. I'm happy that both of them. I appreciate the fact that we're blessed enough to we're blessed enough to see two of the greatest players of all time play in presence of our presence. Trust me, the next generation of footballers coming behind them. I don't even know if they'll ever reach those guys because the level these two guys reached while playing football is different because the dedication they competed among with each other each other. And they always delivered whenever it was time. When it was in a classical, you know the two of them were delivering. You know, I missed this. We're gonna miss that a lot. And we're not gonna get that same level of professionalism, that same level of quality again. But Messi winning the Ballon d'Or is the seventh award. Um, it's debatable. Whoever, whoever, whoever you're gonna give the award to, who's gonna raise eyebrows? If you give it to Lewandowski, they would argue that it wasn't. They would argue it wasn't Lewandowski. If you give it to Messi, they would argue. But let's be let's let's make something clear here. This the numbers Messi puts puts in. Right, Messi is Messi is so good, right? That he would do things that people look at like, okay, it's normal, it's quite normal. But other players would do would have just one of Messi's season, and players would be hyped up like you know Messi's equal. That's to tell you how good he is. Even Ronaldo do the same thing. They will have one season. Yes, they have a standard they already set, and everybody expects that from them, and they always deliver on that standard. If an average player misses that standard once, they start talking of the player like he's Messi's levels, which is not true. And see, my 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 own my own opinion of the Ballon d'Or, my own opinion my own opinion the Ballon d'Or award, I've not really felt the I've not really I've stopped rating that award. Not that I think it's bad, but I don't really look at it in the same the same prestige anymore. Since 2012, 2012 was the last time I know that I really looked at that award as something really big. You know why? Because Messi and Ronaldo were at their peak. Messi and Ronaldo were playing for Barcelona and Real Madrid. And their classical was always delivering, so it was between both of them. And the, these two teams were getting into the Champions League, getting really far. 
semi-final you know they were really really involved you know both of them and they always delivered so this is why i i, I think that was probably the peak of the ballon d'or and then the decline was slow but surely because there was no competition between both of them anymore it's not because messi was winning or anything but even though messi used to win it and Ronaldo win it but they were doing alternating amongst themselves and it was just so obvious that these two guys were on fire you know with Messi, you know, Ronaldo delivered. Whenever it was a Ballon d'Or list, you saw that you know it was both of them. And it was very close. Whichever one won it, it, you know that. That's my my point is that it was really well contested for. You know, but nowadays it's the levels are so are so low. And this is this is what we're going to be getting used to in, in years from now. I mean, from now on, this is what we're going to get probably getting used to because Messi and Ronaldo they are aging. I think Messi is 35, Ronaldo is 36. No, Messi is 34, Ronaldo is 36 or something. But they are basically going close to retirement. Not the same level, not the same burst of pace, not the same energy, not the same agility. They are older now. So when they retire, this is what we're going to be seeing. We are, because Messi and Ronaldo winning award, the debate wasn't whether somebody else could win it instead. The debate was if it was Ronaldo instead of Messi. That was the debate. It wasn't about if the third person, person who ever came third, was ever going to stand a chance on, on seat both of them. And this is what we're seeing now. The fact that it's debatable now shows that the levels have dropped. The fact that people are debating whether Messi even deserves it shows that it is the levels have dropped. And the, and the fact that Ronaldo is not even in the top five is really, really, it's proof of how bad the award is, how it has fallen. But, and now when you start hearing conversations like, oh, and there's some other controversial things in the list because it was in the, in the whole of the long list. Harry Kane coming 23rd in the list and Simon Kia coming 18th. Why? I mean, yes, I get Simon Kia and Schmeichel, um, Kasper Schmeichel. The both of them, they were really good. They really handled in the Euros, they were really good. Their behavior was really well because when Messi, um, sorry, Ericsson collapsed on the pitch, um, Simon Kia, you know, was consoling you know he was key he was t- he's taking yes but that is what he did that's all i mean is he gonna be in the ballon d'or list because of that it's not based on footballing ability at least i mean yes character is important but surely there are players are better than him that have good character so because what he did that in front of the world i don't want to sound too blunt but let's just say what he basically did he comes he stood yeah he played a very key leadership role but him being in the ballon d'or list 18th ahead of kane you know, it's not really. I don't really think it's. A, I think I heard of Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes came 19th. I, I, I don't really understand. I understand. I don't really understand why it makes no sense to me. Footballing ability, he shouldn't even be that close because he, he, as a defender, yeah, he plays for Lille. But okay, that's all. That's all we know about him. Okay, he plays for AC Milan, right? But Simon Kia is Simon Kia. It's not really. It should I'm just I'm just I'm sorry. Ahead of Harry Kane, come on man. Just be better. And then Chelsea fans having actually having a debate whether Georgino could win the award. I mean <laughs> that was the funniest joke I ever heard of summer. Because I mean Chelsea fans it's like they never really understood what they were standing standing for. So you guys will come out and say, okay, yeah, let's give it to Kante. No, no, not Kante. Now when you give it to Kante, no, you say you're gonna give it to Kante, right? They want to give it to Kante. You you push Kante, you, you campaign for Kante to win the award. Kante gets knocked out. So Kante wins um Champions League right with um, Chelsea. Kante goes to France in the Euros, gets knocked out in the um, quarterfinals right of the round of 16. Quarterfinals round of 16 right, gets knocked out by Switzerland and goes home. Then they switch their focus to Jorginho. This is the same. These are the same Chelsea fans who made fun of Jorginho last season. Jorginho didn't even win their best player, so I never understood why they kept pushing 
that Jorginho should win the Ballon d'Or. But thank goodness, thank goodness, it didn't happen. Why? At least I know the Ballon d'Or award is is so bad. It's really, really the standards have dropped. But come on, the standards should not drop so much that Jorginho should be winning the Ballon d'Or ahead of ahead of Lewandowski. Come on, for for what? You know, and and not to people, people always want to come about come up with um, trophies. Oh, I'm sorry. If finishing above somebody in the Ballon d'Or list, maybe winning the main team, trophies have to come in place, maybe. But for somebody to argue that Kane being 23rd behind uh, Simon Kier, it's not a cool thing because he didn't win. Yes, didn't win a trophy. Simon Kier didn't win a trophy either. And Salah didn't win a trophy either. So, you know, where exactly is that? I mean, Kane literally won top goal scorer and the top assister in one season. There is no way that Salah should be ahead of Kane based on last season's performance. There's no way Simon Kier should be okay. Well, I'm not gonna talk about the Kane thing. Let's just let's say. So let's move to um the goalkeeper award, Yasin. Yashin award. Um the, the history of the the name Yashin is a goalkeeper from Yugoslavia, one of the greatest goalkeepers. So replace um um it's named after him because of his assignment as a goalkeeper. So um this guy wins the award, this goalkeeper at um, Italy's goalkeeper Donnarumma, plays at PSG right now, wins the, we won the award. I think he deserves it. And now, this is where, it's turn, this is, one, and if there's anything that should have controversy here, this one shouldn't have controversy. Okay? You could have logical debates about why he, sh- why he should be mending instead, but controversy, I don't really think it should be, have, it should be controversy it could just be a debate but not controversy and then seeing people going out to going out to play the call the race card it was really irritating i hate when people use do that because you are the fight against racism is a serious thing for you to come out and try and use color at every single situation it's watering down the fight it's making the whole thing water down and it's destroying you know what people are literally fighting for, putting their letting their lives down for to, to win a fight against it's really really comes de- out it's really destructive it's annoying but what 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 can we and 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 this is need a lot of pushback people are actually coming and say, saying that oh mendy but come on george Weah won it in 95 ballon d'or in 95 95 was even more racist than the, the 90s was even more racist than currently so if you're going to play the race card sorry man it's not going to work out because that one already debunks the whole narrative already debunks the whole thing but you know people always find something to cry about but um this guy was he deserved either donnarumma or mendy either of them could have deserved the award in my opinion either of them if it was mendy would have been cool it was donnarumma would have been cool. either of them would have won the award but to me when you look at the fire is by votes i think it's by votes right and their journalists is voting for it of course you know it's very likely going to move they're going to likely going to be swayed by him because to donnarumma because the Euros and I think the European, I think journalists, a lot of journalists who, who tend to lean towards Europe most of the time, and it's quite common because Euros was a very big tournament and it's m- most fresh in people's, people's memories. So there are different factors that could play in the mind of why people chose Donnarumma over Mendy, but it doesn't mean doesn't mean that he's a. And, and yeah, Schmeichel got nominated too. Leicester goalkeeper. I'm, I am I am not saying that it's a bad thing that. He, got nominated though but anyways I'm, like i said it's coming back to that same simon kier that same thing that ropes him simon kier that situation with ericsson it's coming back to that same situation and there was good work by him and simon kier though but yeah um congratulations to people who won the award tonight um congratulations to all of them for me i'm not really i, was, I can't believe i 
before now Ballon d'Or award I used to really look forward to it but it's not like before again so I'm just eh I'm just neutral about it and it is what it is and uh, quickly let me just say something like I, I'm not really I don't have to deliver this joke but there was some jokes where somebody said like Ronaldo is wearing number seven and then imagine wearing the spending your whole life wearing the number wearing the no- something like I don't know how the joke was put though but you get the, the, the Messi has seven Ballon d'Or award Ronaldo is wearing number seven so it connect the dots I don't know how to correct but anyways uh, let's move on I'll turn to so let's move on to the segment. Okay, welcome to this side. Let's talk about the Premier League weekend. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, do, do, I'm trying to bridge through the whole, the whole games, and I'm really want to put my focus on sports. Some interesting developments came out um, sports to, about sports today, about Stephen Bergwijn, Mondelev. Um, but first, let me just quickly go around the big six, um, big six my fixtures. Um, Arsenal continued their, their run, and they, they, sorry, they came back to went back to winning ways after being trounced, <laughs> after being beaten like thieves. After being beaten properly in the hands of Liverpool, after being handed a beating in the hands of Liverpool, um, Chelsea, Arsenal came back and they put two past Newcastle, which is not a surprise. Newcastle are easily the worst team in the league. I mean, Norwich are bad, but Newcastle are worse than Norwich. I, I think, I think the position Norwich are currently occupying, I think it flatters, it flatters them. Okay, let's put it this way. Newcastle is supposed to be 20th, Norwich is supposed to be 19th. I think that's why I would, I would put it that way. Norwich is supposed to be 19th, Norwich is supposed to be 20th. That's how bad. Because Norwich play better than them. Norwich look more like winning than Newcastle. Newcastle is really very bad. And it comes back to what I was saying about Newcastle again. They should be concerned with staying up rather than trying to get. That's why I always maintain that um, Eddie Howie is not a good appointment for them. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I will take it on the chin. Like I said, I don't really care about being right. I just want to watch football. I give my opinions, my thoughts based on how things are going in the in, in the moment. And the moment, I do not think Eddie Howe is a good appointment for um, Newcastle. I think they should have gone to try to stay up because it's a really bad squad. They should fight to stay up. I'll keep saying this. Only God knows when I will stop saying this. So Arsenal won 2-0. Um, deserved winners. They're back to winning ways. And this is probably Arsenal in a nutshell, right? They will win the games they're supposed to win. And then, not, not supposed to win though, but like, they will, this is like, this Arsenal. They'll, then again, you don't even know if they can keep it up. Because yeah, they're supposed to beat Newcastle, which is true. Now the question is, they meet certain kind of teams that probably give them a lot more challenge. Would they be able to? We don't know. But they've shown that they've done that against Leicester. So I'm not really going to come knock Arsenal. Arsenal deserve to win. So they won 2-0. And it is what it is, and they kept a clean sheet. Kudos to them. And then the Chelsea Man United game. That one was a, that one was a big game. And something interesting happened. Ronaldo wasn't Ronaldo didn't start the game. It was it was mind-boggling. Because let's start let, and this caused an argument between Roy Keane and Caraga. And there was a, there's a meme, there's a meme on Twitter and I trust oh I love Twitter man. There's a meme that's gonna that's gonna blow up now with um, Hasselbank in the middle of right and um, Keane and Caraga on either side of him. And they were arguing, and you know, Hasselbank was in the middle. He was really sh- like he was just looking like, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> you know, with a smile. It was really funny. <laughs> it was funny, and the argument was whatever I should started. And Karaga was pressing Keen on the fact that, sorry, on you know, Keen keeps talking about how Ronaldo should have started in the game. You know, it's a game that, and, and it's a big game, and. Carragher made the point that you know Ronaldo's not going to press, so what's the point of putting him on? And then he said, well, he said, why did you bring him back then? If you bring... then King was, you know, he's back to win the cups. 
to win cups. You know, ah, come on, to win cups. Is it when you have to reduce to? It's not back to win the league. Was it back to? I think after he pressed him, then King, you know, said okay, so win the cups. And then Carragher went and continued. And said, I mean, you only signed him because you didn't want him going to go into Man City. That was why it was never part of your plan. Then he said, oh, it's a plan now. He said, no, but you signed him and you put him on the bench. But game doesn't be very. You don't understand. You have to put him. Man, and I'm sure King deep down understood what Carragher was saying. And he probably agrees, but it's probably one of those situations where he's, he's like, he has said it so much that he has to stand by it rather than. <laughs> I don't know if it's the ego. I don't know, but I, I, like I said, I don't really think Ronaldo was it. If you look at how United are going to be playing now, with, like I said in my last episode, with Ragnik's appointment, look at how United are going to be playing. Well, let's be real here. Ragnik, it's been interesting to see if Ronaldo will start for Ragnik. Very interesting because he's confirmed, it was confirmed today by Man United. Um, they didn't pay, they didn't pay any fee to Locomotive Moscow, so um, Ragnik is confirmed as Man United's new manager. And their first game against Arsenal. Ooh, I hope, I really hope they beat Arsenal though, because I mean, everyone that don't like Arsenal, <laughs> it's, it's a public knowledge that like Arsenal. So I hope they beat Arsenal. I hope they get a new manager bounce, and I hope they clap Arsenal like a fat ass. <laughs> I hope they do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, the back to what I was saying, right? The um. Oh. Oh my God, that's a bit. Yeah, the Chelsea United game. Uh, 1-1, first goal, and United scored first. And um, funny enough, United actually, defensively, they dropped Maguire also and put by. And they actually looked a, better, a lot better. Whether it's in the new manager bounce, I do not know. Maybe the manager bounce, but, you know, but at least it was a 1-1 game. And the draw between Chelsea and them, I really got had a chance to even score where he lost if he, he hit the ball, he skied it. But it's the draw gives Man City a chance to cover up to um to make up grounds on Chelsea, who Man City who themselves who also won beat West Ham 2-1. Um was snowy. It was really snowy though. And let's go coming two goals coming from Man City and good Ogan and Fernandinho. And interestingly, Fernandinho and it was kind of interesting because last time his score was 2018 and West Ham pulled one back like towards the last minute, but it was very too late at that time. But Back to the Chelsea game, fire quickly, fire move to the Manchester game. I'm feeling like I'm jumping my gun in me. So Chelsea equalized Hudson Odoi, 1 1. That was a so much cut up ground to them. And then, then Liverpool were the big winners between the three of them. You know, like I said in my last episode, I feel like these three, they, this, the three spots is nailed on. What is whoever is going to argue, they're going to fight for the fourth spot. And that's what happens. The difference, the golfing class between these three teams and the rest is so high, so far, that you just. And you just will not, cannot be surprised when you see them putting out results like this every weekend. They put four past Southampton, two goals from Jota, um, go from this guy, Thiago Silva, and Van Dijk scoring against his former club, four. They could have had more. I mean, Mane, Mane had one chance, right, where the keeper saved it. I mean, Liverpool could have easily won that game seven or eight nil that day. It was amazing. And now Jota starting through the middle and really putting in good performances because you know against Arsenal last week and he's full more of a goal threat than Firmino. It's interesting if Firmino gets his spot back and I would be surprised if he gets his spot back. And now Firmino is back, you know, in and involved. I mean Liverpool are not, not to play with. I mean I was writing them off as people who win the league, but I'm surprised. It surprised me with how they fought. You know, maybe I'm I may not read them, but I still believe Chelsea are the favourite. I still think Chelsea are going to win the league. It's um. Maybe Man City and Liverpool, to be fair, I would like it if Man City and Liverpool but take Chelsea, I won't lie, I would like it. But it's more like, I don't know if they can do it, but um, we'll see. Because Chelsea have considered 5 goals already so far. So far, they considered only 5 goals, scored 31. I mean, 
if you look at if, you, if for me the defense the stronger defense tends to win the league especially at this stage and um i think you've not played chelsea has played chelsea have played against liverpool already so they're gonna play i think they played man city already so they played these two teams already chelsea drew one and lost the other so I think that the game, the league will be decided between the three of them. So whoever beats the other, I think Man so City have beaten Chelsea. Man City have not played Liverpool. Okay, Man City drew Liverpool. So Man City clearly head to head, they have the higher um, um listen head to head. It looks like it's Man City score, but I, it will be interesting. Generally, it's interesting though. If Man City go and get a striker, generally might see. But I see Chelsea are the favourites. I think Chelsea is still their league title to win to lose. Because, um, like, eventually, no, Man City are winning, yes, but at some point, you know, the lack of striker will probably even be a thing. But this one that Lukaku isn't even playing, I don't know, I don't know. But the fact that Chelsea have Lukaku in their ammo is probably one of the reasons why it might be a different conversation, it might be a, might be a different story, maybe towards the season or after the season ends or something. We don't know. But I, I think that's pretty much it, what I have to say about the, um, these other games. And let's go to the clowns of North London. You know who I'm supporting, the Spurs team, Christ above. I'm, I was relieved that they could not ruin my week, my week, because, um, yeah, I mean, Burnley, they were out, they were missing key players, they were missing Barnes, Tarkowski, um, Westwood, they were missing some key players, you know, players that would originally start for them, and they were missing them. And it's quite interesting that Burnley, the stadium was snowy and they didn't turn on. I don't know if it's not that, but it's only supposed to be a way around it. Yeah, they could melt the, they could put turn on the heater on their pitch that would melt the ice when it's lit. So it was interesting. And the, the Man State game they played in the snow. Obviously, they cleared the pitch, but it's it's really disappointing that Burnley they didn't really. I, I think they did it on purpose because they were missing key players. It's a coincidence, it's too much of a coincidence that um, what in 2021 we were postponing a game in Premier League. Because it was snowy. I mean, this is something that wasn't even happening before last season or something. So it's not even the first time. Like this is not the first time snow has covered the pitch before, and they've played around it. So it's interesting, though. It's probably what Burnley. Did. But um, at least what saved me the week it was what they're playing against Brentford. So the game was postponed. So they're probably playing against Brentford. And um, after Brentford, I think they'll play Norwich next. The run of fixtures, of course, in this games are interesting. But I don't even trust Spurs to even pick up points because. I mean, after the way they performed against Mora, you don't even know who they can beat. Yeah, I don't think I mean. so. Um, it's alleged. It's there's a report that um, Bergwijn is has been told by Conte that he's not part of his plans. I can't go into the Telegraph, print Telegraph, and Ajax are interested in signing him. Yeah, it hasn't worked out. It's time for sports to just accept and just cut their losses and shake hands and say, okay, time to go. Let's move on. You did well. Part ways, part ways. Because for me, holding on to Bergwijn is not really helping anybody. It's not helping anybody at all. For his career he has to move and he can go go out to Holland, perform well, you know, play well, support up to reinvest the money, get a player who will work out in their squad, and that's it. Instead of keeping a player for years, hoping that they come good one day, and then you inevitably sell them because they did not really come good again at the end of the day. You know, but sports have a very weird way of running things and it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's basically what I have to talk to you about this episode. Um, till the next till um, Thursday when the next round of Premier League features are over we will talk about some more football and hopefully we'll get some more developments um, I'm your host David and um, I'll see you guys Thursday take care